alright, alright. Uh, you can turn me up a little bit more on the headphones. MTA. Yeah. I got him like, he ain't leave college for this. One, two. Impact the scholars with this. A scholarship can never exist. Ain't no money for the rap selling crack spitting artists. Ain't that a bitch? You slid in my wrist. That's what they pray you Folks, do. what's going on, man? Welcome to episode of Four Side. This is your boy Arden talking to you. Hope all is well, man. I know it's been a little while since we've had a, you know, a new episode, but life. <laughs> Life, man, life has been a lot to deal with, not necessarily in a bad way, you know, it doesn't always have to be in a bad way, where it's like, oh man, you know, it's just crazy, it's bad, I don't know what's going on, but it's just hectic right now, you know, I'm trying to look for additional jobs to boost this income up, you know, I'm out here pursuing my dream with this, with this sports writing, going to games and all that, and of course, trying to expand the foresight and make sure that it's popping, make sure that it's just growing and also just indulging in this new music that's been out since we last spoke. Um, this episode won't be long too, by the way. This episode really is gonna be like half hour tops, maybe 35 minutes, I have to go to work and get ready. But I just wanted to do something, I wanted to record. I'm going to follow up with another episode very soon within the next couple weeks and I'm starting to get guests on the show and uh, hopefully do some stuff with Wills. Wills is just so busy. I haven't forgot about my brother Wills, man. Salute to Wills. But he's just very busy. I'm busy. But we're going to get together and start putting out these episodes together, you know. And, um, yeah, man, that's just that. Salute to PJ Splash, who's on the first episode back the ultimate hustler for real for real and a lot of people could go ahead and fight for that but still you know it's like damn this dude hustles <laughs> this dude hustles he knows what it means to go after it so it's crazy but yeah this might as well just go ahead and get into it um let me just say i've really been on an r&b mood these days for real, i've really been on an r&b mood in terms of the music i've been listening to a lot of that coming from the ovo sound Salute to Division, salute to Majid Jordan. Those guys have really been on point with the music they've been putting out, especially their last few projects. Let me just say, if you haven't checked out Division's project, or if you haven't checked out Majid Jordan's project, although it came out Thursday night slash early Friday morning, something's wrong with you. Because those boys are super talented. And I actually want to touch on this real quick, too. I think it's time that the conversation about OVO sound changes. Because a lot of people, for quite some time, for really like a couple years in all seriousness, like people was just saying, oh, OVO sound is just Drake's hit factory. I remember Everyday Struggle talked about his OVO sound, just Drake's hit factory. Is this where he could just go and get all the records from all these artists? quote unquote that he could just take and you know just you utilize for his projects and stuff and it's like yo what drake 40 and oliver have done at ovo sound along with anybody else in the process of creating it it has been working because they've been able to move on quickly and smoothly from the failure that was 
you know, I love McConan. I'm just going to keep it a stack with you. You know, they've been able to move on from that situation. And they've really been able to put themselves in a position where it's like, hey, we got some talented artists here who could put out some very good music. Of course, there's Party. Party's at the point where he's truly his own artist. You can't just look at Party and go, oh, that's Party and just drink, you know, or oh, there's Party and you, we just know him as the dude who's been able to pen hits for Rihanna, DJ Khaled, Beyonce, or whoever. Party is his own individual artist capable of making dope records. Then there's Division, who back-to-back -back projects have been A1. Then there's Majid Jordan, who, again, with their last project that they just dropped last night, an incredible, incredible project. You got, again, I'm trying to, I don't want to forget, no names. You got my boy Roy Woods. I know some people could be mixed up on Roy Woods, but Roy Woods is a talented young artist. He's raw, but he got some records out that could really hit. And you got my boy Baca. Baca, man, salute to Baca. Baca got some records too. People don't understand, been hitting the streets. Um, Money in the Bank. Well, not Money in the Bank, sorry. Live Up to My Name, Hit the Streets Hard this year. You know, um, Money in the Bank. I am who I am. Baca, it's very rare for an artist, especially like a guy like Baca, who you know is is older, who's not necessarily like the rapper's rapper. Like, you know, like you, you can tell like this is something that he's just picked up. You know what I mean? Like rap is something that he picked up being around Drake and OVO, but he's making it work. Like I just said, you know, again, the three songs I, I just named by Baca, He's truly hitting, you know, 100% from the field. He's three for three. So when you think about that type of roster and the fact that this roster has longevity, this is a roster that, you know, may not be on some billboard high charting status or some selling a lot of record status, but it's going to be of high quality because that's the type of project that's been happening with this with this label. Again, with Party, with uh, Colors 2 and then his latest project, Division, with both of their projects Majid Jordan Roy Woods with his EPs I can't wait to see what kind of project Baca can create so I really do believe when dudes want to talk about OVO sound instead of just trying to clown it or just say oh these are where all the guys work to give Drake his records so y'all could push the false ghostwriter lie uh some more down the road Talk about how it's legitimate and how the boy Drizzy and 40 and Oliver and anybody else they truly have an eye for talent. They truly have an eye for talent. They're developing and they're doing something right because suddenly this label is popping with releases and they're doing their thing. So if you're doing that, salute to you. Because again, I've been playing that Division. I've been playing that Majid Jordan. Um, I like the Kalani record, by the way. Honey, I really like that record. If you haven't heard that record, please, please check it out. It's a dope record. I'm trying to figure out what else was on my mind musically. Um, yeah, yeah, if you're hearing this, you're probably hearing this right now on a Tuesday morning. But I'm recording this on a Friday afternoon. Uh, in case you haven't heard it, the Migos came out with a new song. The Migos came out with a new song Friday morning with Mickey Min with oh Mickey pause. I definitely don't mean to disrespect. Ha! Uh, with Nicki Minaj and Cardi B called Motorsport. Um, apparently, and this is why it was crazy being on Twitter yesterday, because by Twitter, I mean Thursday afternoon, because dudes was talking on Twitter like there was supposed to be like this groundbreaking project or song coming out.
Then a couple dudes was tweeting about hearing something from my album. So dudes are thinking, is it Chance or is it Kanye or, or whoever? And I think it was DJ Boob tweeting their potential options for who had this groundbreaking project. And, and then it was like, it was like Kendrick and Cole, Drake and Kanye, you know, Cardi and, and Beyonce. But it turned out to be this Migos, Cardi B and Nicki record. And the record's all right. I'm just being for real. Like the record's all right. It's. I'm not necessarily gonna check for it. I mean, I like the Migos. Like a lot of people like the Migos. You know, salute to those guys, man. Quavo take off Offset, but I, I my dude Alf, salute to Alf. He said he tweeted something this morning. That I feel like could very well be too true, which is, I think there is a case of Migos fatigue kicking in. Because these records by the Migos, if you're really listening to it and paying attention to it, not from the standpoint of, oh, trying to hear the bars or some other stuff, but if you're really listening to the record in terms of, okay, what are the Migos saying? What is it really sounding like from what we've heard before from the Migos? It's, it's sounding the same. You know, there's only so much times you can hear a hook with just Quavo being like, yeah, mama, like it's only so long you can hear those type of records, man. You know, and for even for the motorsport record, like it was it was all right because Cardi and Nicki did a thing with the verses. I'm not going to go all crazy and be like, oh, my God, they body the verses and they do all this stuff like their fans are doing. But Cardi and Nicki, they had some good verses. You know, the flows was nice. The bars got off. They did what they had to do. You know, they did that. But when it comes to the Migos, this group that became megastars in 2017 that have a platinum project that suddenly crossed over, it gets to that point where even with all of that, it's just like, yo, there, there has to be some growth. You understand? There, had to, there has to be some growth in terms of what is it really sounding like with this with your music. I know a lot of people are going to be excited for Culture 2, but I don't necessarily want Culture 2 right away if... if if it's really gonna sound the same from culture one like culture one it's not called culture one but if there's a culture two we gotta call it culture one <laughs> um i don't want to necessarily hear culture two if i'm gonna hear a t-shirt or hear bad and bougie or hear them other records like those records hit off culture because it was like wow like this is some new stuff maybe to those who listen to the amigos for a long time and you hear me talk like this you might be like bro what are you talking about like we've been heard this type of records that's you <laughs> that's you my brother that's you my sister that's you i didn't hear those type of records so for me it was on some brand newbian type stuff you feel me so hearing that it was groundbreaking to me but i don't want to hear it again for culture too i want to hear some growth i want to hear a different scheme i want to see a different lineup like it can't always be quavo on the hook offset with a verse here take off with a verse here Switch it up. You guys can switch up the duties, like, in terms of who could do the hook, who could be here, who could do that. Like, all three of these dudes have put out singles, individual singles this year. I'm pretty certain that I'm right on that. Like, Quavo has had his solo songs. Offset has had his solo songs. Takeoffs definitely has some solo songs. So all of these dudes are capable of doing some things that are greater than just what's the typical Migo scheme, you know? Again, I don't want to go through another project here and Quavo on a hook just be like, yeah, mama, I did what I had to do, yeah, yeah, and it take off. I don't know, nobody, nobody's in. 
I mean, again, sometimes it be sounding hard, but I don't want to hear that sometimes, you feel me? I don't always want to hear that. So I really feel like with this record, again, outside of Nicki and Cardi, I'm not really checking for it. I'm, I really don't care about it as much. Of course, people are going to be excited because people are going to be like, oh, my God, it's Migos, Nicki. Nicki stands going to go crazy. Look, when it comes to Nicki, I really don't got nothing to say about Nicki. Okay, I mean, I respect her. I respect what she's done. Is she capable of giving out a good verse? Hell yeah, she's capable of giving out a good verse. She better be. But I'm not going to go crazy over it just because she's like Quavo, the quarterback, and I'm Nick Lombardi. You know, I'm not going to do that. Even with Cardi. And, 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 I, and I've been loving Cardi more and more in recent months. Her verse on that... Uh, on that G-Eazy record, No Limit, that verse is hard. I know that verse should be sang out loud just for the females, considering what she's saying. But son, it'd be hard not to sing that verse. <laughs> you feel me? It'd be hard not to sing that verse, because that verse is tough. That verse is tough. But even with this one, it was cool. It was good. You know, did the job. Thumbs up. But I'm not going to go crazy over it. And I'm not going to go crazy over this single. And I'm really at the point with the Migos where for as much as I respect these dudes, I enjoy their music. Yo, you got to switch it up. Side note, and this is very random, but side note, if you're not drinking salsa water by Shulp's Black Cherry, you slacking. No, I'm not getting paid to promote. I wish, but dog, I've been drinking a lot of salsa water lately just to kind of like get off drinking soda. And it's not like I'm a soda head, like I drink soda all the time. But, you know, you know, health is wealth, like they say. And if I could drink salsa water, which is water for one, and it's healthier, and it could clear my skin, and it's just better than soda, why not? Yeah, that's just something I just wanted to point out. Another thing I want to point out, we need to touch on this. You feel me? We, we, we need to touch on this. What are we really thinking? Oh, matter of fact, let me rephrase it. How are we really? How how are we really feeling about this whole a boogie P and B rock and Lil B situation? If somehow, somewhere you don't know about this, at a recent festival, was it Rolling Loud? I think it's called Rolling Loud Festival on the West Coast in Cali. Lil B gets jumped by a boogie and P and B. Crews and but let me say by their crews. I think they might have been involved too, but by their crews, ten to fifteen dudes stomping Lil B out. All right, there's video. This dude gets jumped, stomped out, and he acknowledges it. But let me just say for one, why are you jumping Lil B? Because he expressed his opinion on your music that wasn't even that disrespectful. Like, come on, that's whack. Like, if, if that's the case, then that means, like, you're sensitive as hell. Whether it's A Boogie or PNB, like, you're sensitive. Like, if you're that sensitive because somebody expressed their opinion about your music, and then instead of you just talking to him face to face, man to man, like, you jumped him, you attacked him when he's dolo and you attacked him with the crew. That's whack. And it's also whack. I would even say embarrassing that you jump a dude once again, 10, 15 deep. There's a lot of freaking feet 
and hands hitting this boy. And he's not getting help. Because in the video, you see there's people clearly watching what's going on. But nobody is trying to help. Whether it's help Lil B fight these dudes off. Or try to notify that, yo, Lil B's getting jumped. Come in here, try to help him out. The dude is in good enough shape to go on stage. All right? The dude is in good enough shape to go on stage. Tell the audience what happened. And he's still giving y'all love. And by the way, physically, the dude has a little scratch. There's a little scratch in between, you know, his eyebrows. I'm embarrassed. Look, I'm not one that condones violence. I'm not going to act like I'm, I'm about the street life and I'm about giving out that smoke. But, bruh, if you jumping cats with 10 to 15 people, again, that's a lot of feet and a lot of hands. That man should not be able to get up and go on stage and talk perfectly fine and do an interview. This dude did an interview after uh, going on stage. I forgot who it was with, no disrespect. I gotta find it and if I can find it, I'll tweet it out. But this dude is able to go on stage, then do the interview. And you know Lil B's real and truly has support because so far the West Coast has perfectly said like, yo, Dumb dudes cannot go around here doing this and that. Don't play his music. But now nah, for A Boogie and PNB Rock, I really think that's just whack. Homeboys or not, that's just so whack to jump a dude just because he has an opinion on your music because he says, I don't know, you sound like this person or whatever. Like, come on, like, that's petty. And then to jump a dude and not do enough damage to really, like, hurt him, that's whack. Like, Come on, man. Like you like that that you don't get no points for that. Like that to me is terrible. Like that's immaturity at its finest. Like that's immaturity at its finest. That's not being safe at its finest. Like, yo, like you could get in trouble. Like there's video footage. Dudes if they wanted to could like pursue this in terms of getting you in trouble. So like why why would you do such a thing at this point in your career where you're popping, both of you guys are successful? And doing so many good things, you know, I, I just didn't understand that. That I, I hope that's a you live and you learn moment because there's nothing to be happy about. Like, why be happy about that? Oh, yeah, I jumped a little B. You jumped a little B. People love a little B. People love the base guy. You feel? Why I do that? That's effed up, man. Even James Hart is cool with little B. He got love for little B. And little B cursed James Hart. <laughs> you feel me? And you jumping B. It's ridiculous, man. Rappers, rappers, man, gotta learn how to move smart. They gotta learn how to be smart with it in terms of how they move and how they do their business because it's just not worth it. It's not worth it these days in the age of the internet, in the age of cell phones and people are more quick to go out and record than to do something. For real, like, I'm not giving out no names, but yo, at this gym, I was playing ball. I was playing ball at with my with my with my bro with my bro Oster. We hooping on the other side of the court, playing one on one. We getting a nice little workout. We usually play a good series of one on one. I'm wearing a hoodie, doing the whole hoodie mellow thing. You feel me? And and it works too. I'm, I'm definitely gonna do that some more because your boy is sweating like a mug and dropping them pounds. Crazy. So we playing one on one, right? We playing one on one on the other side. And we look on the other side, and there's like these group of kids playing four on four 
something must have happened where, I don't know, maybe one dude hit the other dude from the team or did something effed up because now there's a pause in the game. But again, Ostin and I, we're playing one-on-one. We really don't see it, but we happen to look and see. All right, we thinking, all right, somebody from this team got hit. Other person's trying to deny it. The dude who got hit, his teammate's tight. And then suddenly, the dude who got tight because his teammate got hit, this is what I'm thinking and putting together, goes over to the other dude and snuff him. Boom, straight up from the back. And it's just going crazy from there. To make my point further about the type of era we live in, instead of me being on some, oh, you know, let me get my phone and record this, I remember thinking, whoa, what's going on? Checked on the dude who got snuffed, got him a bag of ice, talked, calmed down a little bit. I'm not going to act like I did all of that because his homies did that. But still, I'm just letting you know what I did. That was just a little something, something. Not many people would do that in society today. Everybody would be quick. Oh, I got to get my cell phone, capture this moment, world star, super lit. You know, this is just the time we live in. So dudes got to be, again, as rappers, you got to learn how to move smarter. You know, if you're going to attack somebody, be smart with your attack, like, Actually, be smarter here. Be be smarter. Absolutely, be smarter, man. It's just crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy what happens when you when you think about maturity in your life and going through certain things and experiencing it. And you truly have to go through life sometimes, making mistakes just to learn. That's something that I really feel like is so underrated when people talk about privilege. When people talk about privilege in terms of race gender financially whatever i i really do believe in my heart of hearts that the biggest privilege there is is the privilege to do whatever you want with your life for real like it then to bring it back to race right when people want to talk about black privilege white privilege well especially white privilege i always felt as somebody who's been around a lot of white people who has white friends, but more so been around a lot of white people, I felt like the biggest advantage in white privilege, again, this is just in my honest opinion, talking from personal experiences, is the fact that white privilege for them is the ability to do whatever they want. Because not many people would think about it from this point that I'm about to share with you before I end this episode. White privilege, there's a lot of things that, of course, if you touched on in terms of benefit of the doubt, getting away with things, not having to deal with the same injustices as other people get to deal with, you're absolutely right. No question. Along with any other thing that's realistic, it can be proven right. But white privilege is the ability that even though you could be somebody that comes from a well-off financial background and your family has a lot of history in terms of going to college and it's usually a big school like Michigan or Syracuse and everybody in their family's well off after they go to college. White privilege, and it's the type of privilege that I need in my life that I honestly look for, is the fact that they could go against that tradition. They could go against the grain just for the sake of, look, I want to do this because this is my life. You know? Instead of me just going to work right away after school, just to go into real estate or something, I want to travel for a couple years. I want to travel to South America, have my fun, party, and, and do all this stuff. Because I want to see if there's something else I can discover about my life that's worth doing. And, and I've seen that. I've seen that in person. Like, straight up, I've seen, again, 
families, white families were, like I just said, there's tradition. Folks went to college. They went to the best colleges. They're doing this for their career. They're doing that after they go to school. This is the path. You got this path. This is what our family has done. This is tradition. Generation upon generation upon generation. And yet the next generation can go, you know what? I don't necessarily want to do that. And the beauty of it, for as much as their families may not want to see that, they may disagree. They go, hey, we respect it. Okay, go ahead. Do what you want to do. Because you know what else it comes down to? The ability to know that, hey, I'm either going to succeed or fail with what I'm going to do. But you know what? I'm giving, I'm giving a shot to do it. That, to me, is dope. And it's something that a lot of families, especially, I think, in the, in the, especially in the black community or, or any community where it's just people of color, where because of everything that's happened to us and because of this, this determination to make it out and to change things quickly, we always have to stick or be forced to try to stick to tradition and, and do things that we don't want to do. Work this type of job. Go to this type of school because other people are doing it. And you don't really have the opportunity to go and pursue your, to pursue your dreams or to find out whether or not something could work. And that, to me, creates a lot of unhappiness down the road. It creates a lot of disdain and just a lack of satisfaction. So for as much as there's a lot of things about white privilege that do exist I really think white privilege is the ability to do whatever you want with your life because it genuinely makes you happy. Now, it could also just be money privilege. There's probably families that got money that are, a pe that are of color or anything else where they can do the same thing too, but it's usually known with white families that, hey, even with this tradition, this kid could go and spend the next couple years or few years traveling around the world trying to see what he wants to do. And then around 30 or by 30, hey, I could do this. That to me is dope. And that's where I am because I'm truly on that path as well. Well, I'm trying to figure out what I really want to do. And I just want the opportunity to go ahead and do it and find out whether or not I succeed or not. But that's the latest episode of Foresight. I told you guys this was going to be a half hour's top. I'm at the 26 minute mark. Um, I got to start getting ready for work because I got to leave in like 18 minutes to catch the bus. But um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, definitely check us out on SoundCloud. Definitely check us out on iTunes. The videos from these shows will be on Twitter. Because, again, Foresight, the podcast, we're now video-oriented. The audio is just to hear the entire thing together. But we're mostly video-oriented now. New episodes coming very, very soon. We're not going to have another layoff again, like, very quick. And uh, that's just that, man. Thank you for listening. Talk to you guys later. Peace.